Uh, if you got a Bible, turn to James 3, 8 through 12. James 3, 8 through 12. My son, I just want to kind of give you a little bit of a... My son, the other day, he, he had had an ear infection, uh, you know, and those are no fun at all. And so we had taken him to the doctor, and uh, the doctor uh, was talking to him and, and said, Hey, uh, listen, she's a very sweet doctor. We love her very much. But she said, uh, I just want you to know, Bear, uh, we, I, I have to do something, and you're going to hate me today, but you'll love me tomorrow. And she said, I have to give you a shot to make you better. And so as I was preparing this message, I feel that way. I think that some of you are going to hate me today. But I can't always just preach dessert. I got to give you some vegetables every now and then. Come on. So you might hate me today, but I promise you, if you'll take this word and apply it to your life, you'll love me tomorrow. Amen. If you got a Bible, turn to James 3, 8 through 12. I'm going to read out of the message just because I like the way it reads. If I can have it up there, it says, But you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women He made in His image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on a spring does not gush fresh water one day and and brackish the next does it apple trees don't bear strawberries do they raspberry bushes don't bear apples do they you're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear cool water are you live well live wisely if you're taking notes today i would like for you to title this message, Words Matter. Woo, this is fun. Words Matter. Lord, I thank you right now for the presence of God in this place. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man, but they've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray right now that you would use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, I thank you that lives are going to be changed, that people will forever their, their lives will forever be altered. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Uh, turn around to somebody and say, words matter. Come on. Come on, turn to the one on your left, the person you ignored, and say, words matter. <coughs> my parents had went on a date a uh, long time ago when me and my sister were pretty young, and, and uh, we, uh, they had left my sister in charge because my sister's uh, three years older than me, and so she was obviously in charge, which was never fun because she got to boss me around, but uh, we, you know, she said, hey, they, they were going to Wichita Falls. Come on, we lived in Graham, Texas, so Wichita was the city. That's where you go. Uh, you you got to go to town, and so you went to Wichita, and uh, and so they, they decided they were going on a date night, and they went to Wichita, and, and uh, they were having a, uh, they were getting together, or whatever, and so my, he, my dad said, hey, listen, Misty, I need you to understand something. We're gone. Your other grandparents are busy. So if anything happens, if anything goes wrong, I need you to call my mother, who I call Meemaw. And uh, she said, call Meemaw. He said, call Meemaw and let her know if, if you need anything or if anything goes wrong. And she said, okay. And uh, so this was back in the day. We didn't have cell phones. Just I know it's crazy and hard to believe, but we didn't have those. They did, there was no 
I don't even think there was pagers back in the day, you know. So, uh, so you actually had to call on a landline, and uh, and so we were, uh, we were, uh, everything was going pretty good. But somehow or another, we had a little dog. It was a mutt called Peppy, and Peppy got out of the house somehow or another. I say that my sister left the door open. Uh, she says it's me. You know, it's kind of one of these arguments. But Peppy got out and got into the street and had been run over. Sad day sad day. So my sister, not knowing what to do, she goes in and she calls my Meemaw and says, and it's pretty late and, and you know, they're getting ready for bed and, and, uh, and she calls and says, hey, listen, uh, Meemaw, I just need to call, I just wanted to call and tell you that something really sad happened. And she was pretty, you know, she goes, well, what happened? She said, well, Peppy uh, was out in the street and got ran over. My grandmother all of a sudden became extremely frantic and said, what did you say? And she said, Peppy was out in the road and got run over. And she said, oh my, what did you do, dear? And she goes, well, I, I, I drug it out of the road and I, put, I, I drug him out of the road and I put him in the yard. And she said, what? You did what? She goes, you brave thing. You pulled the, you pulled Peppy out of, what do you, what do you, th- how'd you do that? She said, well, I just grabbed it, pulled it in. Out of the end of the yard, she said, "I'll be." And all the time, my uh, my grandpa is is in the uh, is he's in the bathtub. She said, "Get out of the bathtub! We got to we got to go over." And she's yelling, and everything is going. And and what you have to understand is that I had a dog named Peppy, and my other grandpa was called Pappy. So what my Meemaw heard was, Pappy was out in the road and has been hit by a car and is dead. And that my sister grabbed him and drug him into the yard. Isn't it funny how one word changes everything? Isn't it amazing how just substituting one word can alter a situation entirely? All of a sudden, it goes from being a bad situation, a sad situation, to a massive tragedy just by altering one word. And I began to think about this because I wonder how many situations are we altering on a daily basis, making a a bad situation or a sad situation or an unfortunate situation into tragedy. We begin to talk and we begin to run our mouth and all of a sudden, it seems like, yeah, you're you're feeling a little under the weather, but you get on Facebook and everyone thinks that you're dying because the words that are coming out of your mouth. And I wonder how many people are not watching what they say. The truth is, words matter. That old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. They are a lie, a complete lie. Whoever wrote that poem did not understand that words hurt. They had obviously never had something said to them that hurt their feelings, that cut them to the core. The truth is, is that words matter. Now, before we get into this, I want you to, I want you to hear me out. This is not a message of condemnation. This is not a message of condemnation. I know what the tendency is, is you're going to be sitting here while I'm preaching, and you're going to be thinking about last week. 
and you're going to be thinking about the things that you said on the way to church in the kitchen last night. You're going to be thinking about the hurtful things that you said, and I just want you to understand something, that it's okay. The great thing, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I want you to hear this message and say, you know what? I can start fresh now. Come on, everybody just say it. Start fresh now. The, uh, what made me get on this message was the other day I was, um, Crystal was, was doing something and I was, I was talking to her and I popped off and I said something very jokingly but very harsh. Any husbands ever done that, that you say something that you think? I was completely kidding, but it was very harsh. And I walked away, and the truth is, is her feelings weren't hurt. She knows my personality. She knows the way I talk. She knows that sometimes I say stupid stuff. She just ignores it. But, uh, but as I walked away, I, all of a sudden, God began to deal with me. And as, as, because here's the thing is that I understand that words really do matter. And the enemy wants to get in any way he can. If he can get a foot in the door and all of a sudden she begins to, uh, you know, she lays down at night and begins to think about what I said and, and, and it begins to replay it. And I wonder if he really meant that or if he was, if he was really angry or what. I wonder, and all of a sudden these insecurities begin to go through her mind and all of this stuff. And the enemy wants to get a foot in the door. So what did I do? Immediately I went back and I said, honey, I want you to know I did not mean that. It was a harsh word that I said jokingly, but I apologized for it, and I asked that you'd forgive me. Because words really do matter. In uh, Proverbs 18.21, I'm going to read a message too. I'm I, just feeling the message this time. It says this, words kill, words give life. They are either poison or fruit. And I love this, you choose they are either poison or fruit. You choose. Proverbs 15.4 says it this way in the message. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. And I, I think most everybody in this place needs this message today. I don't think anybody here has completely mastered their tongue. I don't, if, if I'm struggling with it, and if Crystal struggles with it, and if Chuck struggles with it, and Isaiah, I, the Holy One, even struggles with it. Come on, I'm telling you this. You've got to understand that words, words are something that you're always, the, the Bible says that no man can tame the tongue. No man can tame, you're always going to be working on your mouth. You're always going to be working on what you're saying. You're always going to be, nobody has arrived in this area. I know incredible men of God who still struggle with this on occasion. It, every day gets a little better, but sometimes they still struggle with it. So everybody needs this message. Come on, tap somebody next to you say, you need this. You need this. Most of us are extremely careful with our actions, but we're careless with our tongue. You would never think to go rob a bank. You would never think to murder somebody. You would never think, well, married people, other than married people. But you would never think, because you understand that there's consequences to those actions. 
There's consequences to those actions, but we're careless with our words. And we'll say somebody that stabs and cuts them to the core, and we never think anything else about it. But the truth is, is that in a moment you can do damage that can last a lifetime. My sweet daughter uh, went to school at, and, uh, at a private, private school in, in Sulphur Springs when we lived there. And, and uh, there was a stupid, dumb little boy there that needed to be kicked in the face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not really. Not really. But he's, he told my daughter, beautiful. She went to school one day, and she decided that she wanted to dress up. She like her mom. She wanted to dress up. And she wore a dress, and she looked beautiful, and I told her she looked beautiful, and she goes to school and this boy goes, why are you wearing a dress? You look stupid, and you look ugly. And now, to this day, I can't make my daughter wear a dress. Because she feels like that if she wears a dress, she's stupid and she's ugly. And the truth is, is it's not true, but words cut her to the core. Because words matter. Uh, here's some things that I, I think that, you need to understand about words. The first thing I want you to hear in this is words do direct where you are going. Words direct where you are going. James 3, 3 through 4 says this, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little uh, fire kindles. I read the five, excuse me. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. My aunt is uh, an amazing woman. She's, she's a lot of fun to be around. She's, anybody have really loud uh, family member. She's one of those that if she's talking, you're going to hear her. She is very loud. And, uh, and if she came, you would know that she was here. That's just the truth. I love her, but she's just super loud. And, and, uh, and one day we were, uh, I was taking her somewhere and uh, she lives in Arlington and I was taking her somewhere and, and, uh, and I said, well, her name's Aunt Gay. And I, I said, Aunt Gay, I don't know where I'm going. I have no clue where I'm going. She goes, I don't care. Just drive me. And I, I said, uh, again, no cell phones. This was back in the day. And, uh, and so I said, okay, well, you're going to have to tell me where I'm going. And she said, absolutely, I'll tell you where I'm going, where you're going. And so we're driving along, and she said, turn right. And I said, okay. And so I, I'm, I turn right, and she goes, where are you going? I, I, I don't know where I'm I told you I don't know where I'm going. I'm just following your direction. She said, no, you went the wrong way. And I said, no, I didn't. I turned right. You said, turn right. So I turned right. We, we went a little farther, and she said, take a left. And so I took a left. She goes, where are you going? And I said, I'm following your directions. I don't know what you want from me. I, I'm, I'm doing everything I, I know to do. I, I'm going where you told me to go. And she said, you got you to gotta understand that I'm horrible with my right and left. Just do the opposite of what I tell you to do. I wonder how many people are wanting 
to tell their lives to go one direction, and they're wondering why it's going the wrong direction. You gotta. You are giving your. You are giving your life direction, whether you know it or not, and it's coming through your words. And a lot of times we get up and we say one thing, but we completely mean another. And you gotta. You gotta get this on the inside of you that God wants you to begin to change the what you're talking about. He wants you to begin to change what you're saying on a daily basis because you are directing your life in the direction that it's headed. Some of you don't understand why your marriage is on the verge of divorce. But it's because every time you get in an argument, you say the word divorce. Hmm. Some of you don't know why you're broke, but you always talk about how broke, busted, and disgusted I am. Well, we're barely making it by. I don't know if we're ever going to make enough. We're just, I'm just happy if I can pay the bills. Some of you don't know why your kids are rebellious, but you talk about how they're a bunch of little heathens, always doing the wrong thing, always messing up, always making mistakes, always doing this. Always, you're sitting around talking about it all the time, and you're wondering, the, all along, you're sitting there pointing it in a direction. Let me tell you what you talk about and what you speak about will multiply in your life. We don't understand that. We talk about it over and over and over and over again. The second thing, I want you to hear about this. Words can build up or destroy what you have. In Proverbs 18.20, the New King James, it says this, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled your words can build up or destroy. I, my grandpa is an incredible builder. Pappy, the one that didn't get hit in the road. <laughs> he, built his, he built his house from the ground up. And, uh, I mean, he actually used the old saw, you know, and, and hammered nails and did the whole thing. And he built his house, and he's an incredible carpenter. And uh, one day we were, we were building something, and... He, we, I, I made the mistake of going to the lumber yard with him, and uh, and we had quite a bit of material to to buy, and so we're going through, and I'm telling you, we're we're going through. There's an entire bundle of two by fours, and he's sitting there, and he 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 rolls one off, and he looks at one angle, then he turns around, and he looks at the other angle, then he picks it up, and he like smells it. I'm like, what is going on, like? And, and he's, he's, he's doing this over and over, and this is a very time-staking process. Like I, it keeps going on and on and on and on, and I, and I finally said, Pap, holy cow, just grab some two-by-fours for crying out loud. Let's get this thing loaded so we can go build it. And he looked at me, and he said, son, what you need to understand is that what we build is only as good as the material that we use. And what you need to understand is that, that your words are the material that God uses to build your tomorrow. 
And I wonder sometimes if we're careless and we just go through and we just grab anything that's out there. And we're not careful for, with what's, what we're putting in our lives. And we're always doing this over and over and over again. And I wonder if we don't just stop and say, wait a second, what am I saying? What am I, why am I saying the things that I'm saying? Why am I grabbing these things? Because constantly, let me tell you, if, you're, if, you're, if your today is not what you want it to be, you probably need to change your words. Most of the time, what we think our problem is and what our problem is are two different things. My uh, wife was, uh, we, we, lived in a, uh, we lived in this uh, old rundown house we rented and, uh, when we fir- after we first got married. And, and uh, one day, uh, she, was, she was getting ready to do laundry, and she goes, Brian, I don't really like doing laundry. I said, you don't? She goes, no, no, I don't like it at all. I said, well, I, know, I don't know anybody that does, uh, but get to it. <laughs> and uh, she goes, no, you don't understand. It, it, it makes me feel funny. I just don't like it. I said, it makes you feel, yeah. She said, I don't know. Every time I go to do it, I just feel funny. I said, well, that's weird. It's just... So, curious, I, I walked over and I... I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know. Whenever I get over here, I just feel funny. And so I walk over and I touch the washing machine and I get electrocuted. <laughs> and I said, honey, this thing's been shocking the crud out of you <laughs> for months. No wonder you feel funny when you do laundry. See, what your problem is, what we think it is, is often different than what it really is. You think you have a problem with your marriage, but really you have a problem with your words. You think you have a problem with your kids, but really you have a problem with your words. You think you have a problem with your job, but the truth is, is your words stink. And if you would begin to change what you say, God could begin to rebuild your tomorrow if you'll just begin to speak what he says to speak. true third thing i want you to see in this is your words display who you are your words display who you are matthew 12 34 it says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks in other words what's inside you will come out my uh uncle was, uh, I was helping him, he's a welder, and I was helping him move some pipe, and uh, we were moving some stuff over, and you know, it's always awkward when you're doing this, because there's a, a chance that one person lets go too soon, or, you know, and then you end up with a, you know, smashed finger, and so we were moving pipe, and, uh, and so we're throwing this all over, and we're out on this job site, and I grab this piece of pipe, and he lets go earlier than I do, and my finger gets smashed. Come on, somebody, that, Lord. And I came up, and I said, Lord Jesus, thank you. And I start, oh, my, Lord, I praise you right now. And I begin to, and my uncle is, come on, he, is, he starts rolling laughing because he didn't expect that to come out. 
He expected something entirely different to begin to roll out of my mouth. But the truth is, is what's inside you will come out. What's inside you will eventually come out. You know, I went to, uh, I had a, I was cooking some chicken the other day and it, it, it had a, it required lime juice. And so I went to the fridge and I got lime. Amazing, right? And I cut open the lime and I squeezed it because I understood this. That if I wanted lime juice, if I put a lime under pressure, I would, it would render lime juice. And a lot of times when you get under pressure, what's inside you, what's really inside you will come out. I didn't go grab a lime juice and expect orange juice. I didn't expect lemon juice. I expected lime juice. And the truth is, is that we get into pressure situations. Have you ever been with somebody on a golf course and everybody's having a good time and everything's going good and, and you know, and, and I'm, I'm sitting there playing, they hit a bad shot and all of a sudden the, it's chaos breaks loose and I don't know what in the heck happened. I've seen people throw clubs into the water. Because when you're under pressure, what's inside you will come out. If you're under pressure and you're angry inside, harsh words will come out. Some of you get so upset with yourself because you don't understand why in the world do I say those things when I get mad. Because it's what's inside you. If you're insecure then when you're under pressure, you'll start tearing down others to make yourself feel better. If you're bitter, you'll become critical. Talk about how everything's wrong. If your heart is full of lust, come on, perversion will come out when you're put under pressure. So sometimes in those moments, in those pressure situations, when something comes to the top and we go, I don't know why I did that and I don't know why I said that. Instead of just pushing it off and saying, oh, it's no big deal. It was a one-time thing. Sometimes we need to step back and we need to look at our lives and evaluate what's happening on the inside of us. If anger keeps coming up over and over and over and you're speaking these harsh words and you're saying things to your kids that you wish you would have never said and you don't understand where it came from, maybe it's time to stop worrying about what they did and start wondering what's going on in me. Because under pressure, what's inside you will come out. We need to change our words. But how do we do it? I'm going to give you three practical steps. Three practical steps. The first thing you need to do when you leave here today is you need to learn to pause. Pause. I don't think we pause nearly enough. I don't think we stop nearly enough. Come on, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a generation full of technology where we're always, come on, have you ever invited your friends over just to watch them play on their iPhones? It's like, but most of the time, we don't even know the word pause anymore. Hold on, I just need to stop. 
I just, I just need to stop, and I need to think, and I need to wonder. James 1, 19, it says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Come on, you've heard the saying, you have two ears and one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you talk. That's absolutely the truth. Sometimes we just say stuff, and we don't even know why we're saying it. We're just talking. I, I had a guy that I worked with uh, at, at, the, uh, at East Texas Medical Center. Man, this guy would never shut up. Like, you could not get a word in edgewise. And I just wondered, finally just said, why are you talking? Like, a conversation's a two-way street here, man. Like, I have some interesting stuff that's happened in my life, too. Robert Morris pastors a great church at Gateway. He was, when he was younger, his pastor uh, pulled him over to the side one day and said, uh, Robert, he said, yes, sir. He goes, you talk way too much. Uh, he said, oh, well, I thought it was good. I'm, I'm a preacher, you know. He goes, no, you say stupid stuff. <laughs> stupid. And he goes, okay, pastor, how do I fix it? He said, every time... You go to talk. I want you to think of the acronym WAIT. And he goes, what is that? He said, it stands for Why Am I Talking? (laughs) And I think some of us need to think of that a lot more often. Just pause and say, wait. Why am I talking? Why am I saying the things that I'm saying? Am I just saying something to fill time because I don't want that awkward silence? Or am I saying something because it has meaning? Is, is, am I saying something because it's going to impact? Because when you understand that words are powerful and that they change lives, then maybe we would start being more careful with what we're saying. The second thing I want you to do is ponder. Ponder. Stop and think about what's right and not just about what's wrong. Sometimes when when things are going wrong in our lives and everything seems to be chaotic, we constantly are thinking about what's wrong, constantly thinking about what, what is off in our lives. And what happens is, just like I said before, what you think about will multiply in your life. And when you begin to understand this, that when you're, when you're constantly, if everything seems to be going wrong, and if everything seems to be off in your life, it's probably because you're dwelling on everything that's wrong and everything that's off in your life. When's the last time you stopped and thought about what God has done for you? All the good things in your life. The fact that you have a a house to go home to. The fact that you have a car to get you to church. The fact that you have people in your life surrounding you that love you. The fact that you have a job to go to. I I know it's easy to gripe about the job that you're going to, but but it's and it's a lot harder to say, God, I thank you that I that you've given me a job that provides for my family. Start in pondering what's right in your life. You know, uh, uh, if you've been through Next Steps, you've heard this story, but my, uh, my daughter was, one day she was cruising through Facebook and saw a cute puppy. Now, my daughter loves dogs. She just loves them. She saw this puppy, and she goes, oh, my gosh, I love this dog. I, I want this dog. Mom and Dad, can I have this dog? Of course, I said, no. We have one dog that we don't even want.
And all of a sudden, everything went, oh my, I mean, come on, drama out the ears. It just went crazy. I, I never get anything. I don't, I, my life is horrible. So what did I do? I said, here's what I want you to do, Braley. I want you to sit down right here in this chair. I gave her a piece of paper and a pen. I said, write 50 things down that you're thankful for. She got to number 50, and she said, Dad, can I keep going? Because all of a sudden, the one thing that was wrong didn't matter because she began to think about all that's right. If toxic words are coming out of your mouth constantly, maybe you're not pondering what's going right in your life. The third and the last thing I want you to do is pray. Pray. The Bible says no man can tame the tongue, but God can. Prophet Isaiah, God showed up and was speaking to him. Began to talk to him and tell him about his call and what he had on his life. And Isaiah has this moment and he goes, God, I'm a man of unclean lips. My mouth isn't right. And I love this because when he said that prayer, it says God touched him and made him clean. And some of you in this message, you've been thinking about the way that you've been talking that it's been off and it's been wrong. And I want to encourage you today that God can touch you in a moment. He can touch your mouth in a moment. And what you've struggled with for years can change. God's not looking for perfection. But he does want to help you make progress. Philippians 1 6, last scripture, and I'm done. It says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it in the day of, until the day of Christ. Friend, I want you to understand that I know you're not there yet. Because I know I'm not there yet. But I promise you this, that if you'll ask God to help you, he'll help you. If words are constantly a struggle for you, if you'll say, God, I need your help. And in those moments when you're under pressure and anger comes out, bitterness comes out, say, God, I, I need your help. I know that it's an issue on the inside, and I need your help to make it right. He'll help you.